Welcome to The Uncertainties, the podcast for 20-somethings who don't quite have their shit together yet. I'm your host, Karis, and I started this podcast because the last few years have been a huge learning curve for me. Entering the world of work, moving out of my family home, trying and often failing to live up to the challenges of being a fully-fledged adult. It can be overwhelming at the best of times, and I know that I'm not the only person who feels like this because I'm going to be speaking to a bunch of my friends and people that I admire about the struggles that they have faced and how they are able to absolutely smash life. Today's guest graduated with a degree in sociology and criminology in 2015 and shortly after made her big move to New York where she worked for a private equity firm. Upon returning to the UK she found herself in between temp jobs trying to figure out her next career move and by pure coincidence her friend who was working for a fashion PR agency was looking for someone to help out for a press day. Monet offered her services and the rest was history. Since then, she's worked in a variety of roles from showroom manager to senior account exec, working with international clients on high profile shows, including Paris Fashion Week. It's clear that she has put in the hun in fashion. So welcome, Monet. Hi. Hello. How are you doing? I'm good. I'm good. How are you? I'm good. I'm very good. I hope that you like the Han in fashion because I, I trialed that with Sam earlier and he it was met with complete tumbleweed silence. And I was like, this I could really it. go one of two ways. I'm going to put it in my bio. Do it. Do it. it, it I, every bio. Every Instagram, bio. Hinge, everything. <laughs> You're welcome. That's all I gotta say. You're welcome. Yeah, I'm. <laughs> no, but yeah. How how have things been? How's life? Are you adjusting to the like slight lift of lockdown? Uh, yeah. I mean, I haven't really taken advantage of it as of yet, except for very excited to get my nails done. You know, pamper pamper. But mm-hmm. I'm excited to start taking advantage of it. Like, I just can't wait to go shopping. To be honest. Oh my god, me <laughs> either. Apparently, I didn't know this, but apparently, um. Primark because obviously they don't have an online shop apparently there are like ridiculous queues everywhere and like people have been queuing from like midnight to get in which is really annoying because I actually do want something from Primark so I'm like I'm gonna have to be that bitch (laughs) I gotta do it my mum works in retail and there's a Primark near her and she said when the last lockdown lifted there was such a big queue like she was like it was insane I can imagine but I guess it's just like those stores will do it's like they're just because you can't shop online everyone's like as soon as it opens I'm back there I'm there whereas I'm do it. else you can kind of take advantage online right yeah oh my god completely so it'll be so lovely to chat to you because um as I mentioned in your introduction you've taken quite a crazy pivot from finance to fashion which is obviously not a very um kind of usual path I guess that a lot of people will, would take and I feel like my perception of fashion, and I could be completely wrong, is that it's the type of industry where it's very difficult to break into. And it's uh, one of those kind of industries, probably quite similar to entertainment, actually, where you kind of have to know someone to get into it. So how did you find that, that the initial pivot? And did you find that like very, very daunting? Um, Completely. Like, I was probably a little bit out of my element. Like I obviously had had retail experience, which I think worked well with the fact that I came into like a showroom role. So for that, it's more administrative kind of like office management slightly and also managing like press samples. So like the clothing that goes for like shoots and stuff like that. So managing that, I guess, was similar in the sense of like, like I was like, kind of like we had a showroom with like rails of clothing and you had people coming in for appointments like stylists coming in for appointments it was kind of like working with customers in a store so I think Mm. that was a really good transition for me but obviously I had been working in like finance for like the year prior to that but I just kind of was like I don't know if finance is for me like I I wasn't interested in it and I wanted to do something that I kind I was interested in like I had I hate numbers <laughs> like I hate I hate maths and like I obviously like working for in like working in a private equity company was like wild like I was using like a Bloomberg computer 
Oh wow. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like it, there was definitely like skills I like I never thought I would learn, but I just was mm. like, I don't I didn't want to be sitting in like a super corporate office. Yeah. Doing something like that. Like I like that this just feels a bit more creative and there's like it's just a different world. And like a different change of pace. Wait, so if you if you weren't that interested in finance, how come you decided to do that in your year out in um, in New York? So it was through like the Mountbatten scheme and you kind of interviewed for different roles. So I was I was already like when I'd applied for it, I was looking for more like marketing events type of roles. And it was like a when I got the when I interviewed for the job it was like it was like office manager general kind of like I was told I'd be doing some marketing stuff within a private equity company and I was like look skills are transferable mm-hmm. great opportunity to go out in New York like in my head I was like I'm gonna get out there I'll like intern at New York Fashion Week like you know I mean I didn't <laughs> but no, I that was what, vision that, yes that's what I thought was happening I was like this is what's going to happen for me and obviously like I learned some great skills like I did get to do some kind of marketing stuff like I helped like work on I began like working on their website and stuff like that which is kind of all relates to like comms and stuff like that which yeah, is what definitely. I do now but I kind of just took the opportunity and it worked out I guess like I was just like I wasn't working it I was work before I left I was working in retail here and then also assisting in like doing again like an office manager role part-time for a project management company anyway so it, there wasn't like a role here that I was doing that I was like I need to stay in so there was nothing holding me back from being like I'll just take the risk and see what happens because for all I knew I could have loved working in finance and being like yeah exactly for me so and I guess again I wasn't going into like when I got offered the role, I wasn't going into like a very specific role to finance. It was a transferable role. So I knew coming back, I could transfer the skills to whatever I wanted to, if I didn't want to continue that. Yeah, 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 totally. Oh, I see. Okay, I've got you. And also I think with this, it's very like, yeah, try and fail, not even fail, but like you've tried things out. And then as you say, like, if you realize that it's not, it's not for you, you're only going to figure that out if you have tried it in the first place. Otherwise you'll constantly be intrigued to know whether or not something, you know, a different job is better suited to you. So, and you were still able to learn so many great transferable skills. So it's definitely not a wasted opportunity. And also you were in fucking New York, which is amazing. (laughs) I'm like, I refer to that as home and I'm like, you live there for like, can't wait to go home post lockdown when we can travel we're gonna go home and I'm like home is London like (laughs) like, I'm like second home like I'm sure my friends are like how many times do you think Monet's gonna tell us that she lived in New York well I'm still gonna tell you do you remember when I lived in New York no to be honest I can tell you about it yeah I would do exactly (laughs) the same I'm not gonna lie (laughs) someone said to me it was like you know it was like five years ago I'm like "Mm." I'm still going to talk about it as if it was five weeks ago, just to let you know. So yeah, bitch, don't stop me. Okay. Don't yeah. diminish my experience. Have and you been to New York? The way they worded it as well, it was like half a decade. I was like, no, 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 no. Oh. Do not age it like that. Okay. Yeah. It was like eight years, like technically four. Like, let's just call it two, you know, <laughs> just, just lie. It feels like five minutes ago. And that's what matters it to me. Does. So, God, to be fair, it really does. Like, sometimes I'm like, it's mad to think that, like, it was so long ago. Yeah, I didn't think it was that long ago. I thought it was only like three years. Yeah. Wait, wait, no. Okay, maybe, maybe it is. No, 2016 went out, I think. 2016. Because it was, did you, you were there for when Trump was voted in. That's I went to, I I went to the, um, I went to Washington for the inauguration. Wild no that must have been yeah I mean it was like non-refundable I booked it thinking I would see like the first female president fair enough as I'm sure people did yeah and then got there and I was like well I've paid for this so you know fair enough god what was that like that must have been crazy it was wild like I remember I told my grandma and like my grandma's like this little old Nigerian lady and she was like ah She's like, ah, ah, money. 
And I was like, she was like, stay safe. Like, I was like, yes, grandma. She's like, I'll pray for you. I was like, okay, grandma. I was like, I'm getting scared because my I was like, grandma, why are you saying this stuff? But like, it was wild. Like, it was just like two very polar opposites. Yeah. So like, it's just such a weird experience. And obviously seeing like the aftermath, like now you're like, I don't even know <laughs> how this all happened. And I mean, American politics is wild, so. Oh my God, completely, yeah. Oh, yeah. We shouldn't go down that tangent because we could be there for yeah. a long time. <laughs> True. Um, but no, yeah, I think it's really interesting to hear about you taking such a leap of faith, I guess, with, but it sounds as though you've always had a massive interest in fashion from the fact that you're working in retail. Also, I absolutely loved the fact that your reference was obviously The Hills, the most iconic show I think that's ever aired. Iconic. I, I also if I saw Kelly Catrone, I was like, oh, that brings back all <laughs> the feels. I was like, oh, I remember it like it was yesterday. I was literally talking to my director about this because I told her I was doing it. <laughs> and I was like, I was trying, because she sent me a podcast of like another girl who had worked in PR. Like, I think she's based in Australia and she was just like, she was said she sent it to me and because like there's a similar like she was just explaining PR and she's like this is a really interesting like take on like what we do and I was like I'm screaming because I just sent you the answers and I was like love that her reference for why she wanted to work in PR was Kelly Katrin because like this is me and I am her <laughs> and I was like I love that it was just that I remember seeing it and being like oh my god I literally want to be like Lauren and being like do I go to Paris for the summer or do I stay for my boyfriend With Jason. And oh I remember God. being like, you're an idiot. You go to Paris. He's <laughs> like, you go to Paris. Yeah, Elsie will forever be known as a girl who didn't go to Paris. But the thing is, we learned that lesson through her. She mm-hmm. taught us all, you always go to Paris. And yeah. I love her for that. Oh. Literally, I remember when I got told I was doing a show for Paris, I was like, yes. I was like, MA's not missing Paris. <laughs> I was like, MA's not missing Paris. She'd be so proud but to no, see yeah. me. Oh my God, I love it. What's your favorite um, The Hills moment? Just while we're, while we're on the topic. <laughs> I mean, I love a bit of drama. So, I mean, isn't I feel so bad saying it, but like, do you remember when after Heidi got all the surgery? I knew, I knew you were going to say that because it was- And it was when her mum was like, it was at the, it was at the restaurant and she, her mum was like, what have you done? And I was, and she was like, <laughs> and I was like, I'm dead. Because I think she was it was trying to eat a burger. Where... Do you remember? She was trying to eat a burger, and her mom went, "Do you need us to put it in a blender?" And she was like, "Cry!" And she was trying to cry, but couldn't because her face, like, her face was frozen. And she was just like, <laughs> yeah. "You were like, oh Heidi." But yeah, no, I a hundred percent agree with you. I was totally there where I was watching. Lauren like living her best life in Teen Vogue and then go on to be with Kelly Catrone and I was just like this this, I want this to be my life it was so glamorous but do you find now the reality of it I do I I feel like again the industry I keep saying this like I know anything about it I really don't so you're here to literally debunk all the like theories (laughs) I have but the, the industry is um has has a tendency to to glamorize being overworked and underpaid. And I wonder if that is still the case or I'm taking this literally from like Devil Wears Prada, FYI. Yeah. So, <laughs> I mean, I guess- I've done a lot of research into this. But, um, I think fashion, like I think the industry is super demanding, but I guess there's, there's different sides to it. Cause obviously like with the Devil Wears Prada, it's more like in-house magazine. So like, mm. It's just, I get, cause I guess I'm the person who'd be bugging those people. <laughs> I'm them ones who are like, hi, wanna talk to me about all my brands? <laughs> or like wanna discuss? Like it is, it, there's definitely like glamorous size, but I think like with any industry, like it, it, it is demanding, mm. I guess. <laughs> you know, you can say it like any industry is, but I guess with fashion as well, it's demanding from like so many angles because it's such a big industry and it's such a fast pace and fast moving industry mm. it's like trends change so quickly like even like the way we talk about people like we're so like what they wear and how they look and how they're represented is such a big conversation so 
there's so many angles to look at it and even like nowadays when you look at like conversations around like sustainability or like representation there's always so many like fashion feeds into that in so many ways yeah I was thinking this when it comes like fast fashion and things like that how how different the conversation is now because I know that places like H&M who've who have often been targeted for you know not being very like environmentally conscious they've now had to take a massive shift and they're like I think I was I heard that they're what is it they're now doing they have they have like lots of like clothes drives and you can like gain conscious points for like recycling your wardrobes and they've now done this thing where they're creating like fiber fabrics out of like recycled I don't know like oils or I don't know something like that um completely butchered that fact by the way I'm really sorry (laughs) (laughs) I'll fact check myself but um yeah in terms of of conversations around fast fashion and how the industry is having to like develop how do you think that it is keeping up with the conversations and the times I think personally I think like yeah because like I don't I don't even know how to explain it like I I think there's definitely change like there's so many like innovative technologies and like people who are just conscious about it and and I think the conversation is such a is such an interesting like the fact that there's a conversation about it is such a good thing do you know what I mean Mm. I think is what's what works well I don't know if I've described that very well like (laughs) I just think the fact that people even talk about it it's a good thing but there's obviously yeah it shows a willingness and like an awareness that they are wanting to change even if they don't have all of the answers straight away it's like we want to contribute to the conversation and we want to examine how our industry fits into the conversation yeah and I think also around the concept of sustainability like you have to just look at every industry like whether it's like cars like food like all that lot like everything everything feeds into it like like so you can't there can't just be a focus on like one industry like no not at all yeah everything contributes to it and that's where everyone probably has to take a bit more notice what um in terms of like inclusivity and, and representation what would you say are like the biggest things that you've noticed over like the last few years? Because obviously there's been a lot of like conversation, things like Victoria's Secret, the like iconic fashion show that it is, have kind of almost been like taken, like Victoria's Secret in a way is kind of almost been cancelled now, hasn't it? Because people think that it's, or now perceive it to be quite problematic and that it's not inclusive. Yeah. And then you've got amazing brands like um, Fenty and Rihanna, Savage, yeah. Savage Fenty my god well um <laughs> who were who were just you know pulling up and like kind of redesigning I guess like the whole industry what are the things for you that you've really enjoyed seeing change over like the last few years I mean I love seeing an increase in, in inclusivity especially as a plus size lady like I want to look cool too <laughs> so like I just think it's really nice that like you see you're seeing like brands try like try to include and I, I just hope it's something that will continue like because I'm sorry like plus size people buy clothes too so I like, know. same as like, petite people plus size people buy clothes too so it's nice to see brands take a note of this and try mm. to include them in their market because what you can do is make money right <laughs> yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah totally. sell product to them and I just think it's important that that everyone is included obviously and I think it's good that there's like a path to doing that yeah completely because I I remember I think it was maybe like a year ago now the absolute for all which was unlike actually disgusting of do you remember there was like a Nike I think it was like a Nike campaign or um or mannequin and they'd used a plus size. Do you remember this? And there was like a massive. Yeah. I'm just like, I don't understand. Like, I don't know how it affects people. And I, 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 for me being plus size, it's wild that like someone would look at a body shape similar to mine and be so upset. Like, I don't understand how it affects you. Like sometimes, like if you look at brands comments on social, like sometimes if they post like someone plus size wearing it, you'll see like people comment and be like oh my god ew and I'm like you guys actually have no time (laughs) like how does it affect you that someone else looks like this like it absolutely doesn't change how your life is run so what difference like if a brand decides to be more inclusive I don't know how 
that affects anyone besides the people it is including people just have opinions (laughs) yeah yeah and I think it also comes from just years and years and years of um like the I feel like the 90s and the noughties were such a like problematic what is that 20 years where it was just so glam like that kind of heroin chic image was so glamorized and I feel like it's so now deeply ingrained in a lot of people that anything that defers from that image they find like shocking or disturbing and it's like we need to redefine our standards or redefine the norm because that level of of like what's the word like emaciated like skinniness is also not like healthy for anyone to see that as a norm so I think it's really nice to see brands continuing to push for inclusivity in like all respects whether that's like size or race or you know disability I feel like it's so important so that's really cool do you feel like that's maybe something that in the future you would like to get a bit more involved in like where do you see yourself going in terms of your career in fashion um I think what's great is I like because I work in an agency I have like I work across a a selection of brands so it's like so it means I kind of get to work with brands that are super inclusive in different ways which I think is great like um I like I work with brands where it's like black owned or like female owned and so stuff like that so it's really like it's a great way to kind of be able to access and be inclusive to different groups like working across menswear as well and yeah (laughs) yeah that's really cool do you reckon you'd want to set up your own agency (laughs) what's in the future I don't know the line who knows um on a day-to-day what what exactly is it that as a fashion agency you're doing for people who don't really know the ins and outs of of the industry I would say my role consists of like I work in an agency and we represent a selection of brands whether it's like across like men's women's accessories and we manage the communications of that brand so like we work on their events we like for example if you see a brand in a magazine stuff that their PR has probably got that there you know so like you see if you're if you open the newspaper and you see something on you know like this brand's new collaboration or something like that that is their PR who have worked who've worked with their press to get that into the magazine Mm. to to advertise and market that collaboration but that you can also work we also work closely with like establishing the brand's image and stuff like that and just kind of feeding into how the brand is seen within the wider community right okay so you're just to get this right you're the one I who could is be my role completely wrong my boss will be like oh mommy. <laughs> <laughs> but are you kind of when you say organizing events will that be like a sponsored um event where it would be like I'm trying to think of a you know like H&M and um like a drinks brand or something and you would put on a, that kind of event and in kind of elevate the brand that way I guess for like if you were to say for organizing events for like for fashion week we wouldn't necessarily do the production of the event but for example like you seeing coverage of that show that's the that's the the brand's PR that's done that like you're getting checked in at the door that's that's me at the door (laughs) checking you in so we 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 are the middle person between you'd say the brand and like the people i.e the media the like the community so we're like that middleman that works to connect the, push out the brand's messaging to those people to everyone oh cool that's really exciting do you find it fun being able to get a sneak peek at upcoming fashions like looking at all the all the trends all the time but you should be surprised sometimes it's like just as much like it's exciting for us to like you get to see things as it happens on the runway. Do you know what I mean? So you're always like, oh, I don't know what's going to happen. Like, and I think it's great because you get to, you're like, especially working in an agency where you have such a variety of brands. Like I have brands that show at Fashion Week and I also have some brands that are a bit more 
commercial so it's just interesting to see like the difference in them and it's yeah so it is exciting is basically what I was trying to say so one thing that I found really interesting um in your answers to my questionnaire is um times that you felt quite uncertain and um you kind of mentioned being in your mid-20s and feeling that you didn't have everything kind of figured out and kind of coming to terms with that and remedying that to be like that's completely okay and getting over I guess the issue that literally every single one of us has which is comparing ourselves to others and and where they are in their path which I find so interesting because I feel like that is the most relatable (laughs) thing ever so I just so dependent on the day like some days I'm like I I'm the best I am. Yeah, I got this. Yeah. I'm like, I should be married. I should own about three properties by now. I'm like, what is going on? And then I'm like, like you, 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 you are where you are, is where you're supposed to be. But it is like, I think there's a lot of pressure. Like, I don't know if I personally feel, especially in like our generation, to like be super successful really young because I think there are a lot of people in our generation who are Mm. and I think especially because we have things like social media that narrative is pushed on us so much that like you can't help but compare yourself totally can't like I live at home and there's absolutely nothing wrong with that like I grew up I grew up in London like I can live at home and pay minimal rent why wouldn't I yeah cool but I'm like the sensible thing to do (laughs) but some mornings I wake up and I'm like you should you should own a flat or a house by now <laughs> like I'm like you should have a, a brand new car you should <laughs> you know you should be flying on like you should be on holiday like six or seven times a year like I should be doing all this stuff and I'm like no <laughs> I don't have to be but mm. I've set myself I've given myself a standard standard that as like this is what success is and I'm not successful until I achieve that and I think I'm successful like I'm doing well that means I'm successful you know 100% yeah totally and there's something um that I've heard people talk about quite a lot which is like the arrival fallacy which I definitely think I have which is exactly that where it's like oh once I um once I get that house or once I buy myself that designer handbag I'm gonna this is it like I would have made it and then you get there and you still (laughs) feel not like empty that's a bit dark but but like you you know you're always constantly looking for the next thing for that sense of achievement or that sense of success when in reality it never like it never really comes it's actually just like looking at your life and where you are and feeling whole and uh and celebrating like how far you've come but I totally get where you're coming from I think that social media has been so detrimental in that respect of just looking at you know 21 year old or like even just looking at like Billie Eilish being like you're 18 and you've got how many fucking Grammys it's just like insane how successful like, some people are <laughs> and it's hard. Them, like, the Love Island people come out and be like cool well I'm gonna buy a house now and I'm like what <laughs> yeah but it and it, it sets such an unrealistic standard for the rest of yeah the it's like it's, that's not normal <laughs> I also just feel like even growing up like I was under the precedent that like you go to uni, you leave uni, you get an amazing job because you've got a degree. Then get married, buy a house, done. Like I genuinely thought I was going to leave uni at like, what, 21? Have like a, a the perfect job straight out of it. I'd be engaged by like 23. Like, and I, or engaged in owning a house by like 23. And I'm like... Eh. Like, I think back and I'm like, God, imagine being engaged and owning the house by 23. Good God. I, I did not know what I was doing with myself then. <laughs> like, I'd actually just moved to New York then. Just oh. anyway, <laughs> 22. Yeah, I genuinely was like, that, I was like, this is how my life has to go. Like, that is the only way it will be a success. Like, mm. and now I'm like, oh my God, like, no, like, I would have not been in any <laughs> any place. Like, I, I couldn't look after myself at that age properly, yeah. like to think that I would have been well like mature enough to own a house or like I can barely handle my finances now let alone at 23 like buying a house I wouldn't I barely know what a mortgage is (laughs) literally 
and I was just like I but I'd set myself that precedent and I was like if I don't achieve that you're not successful and I'm like no like and even like I, I guess up until like a couple of years I used to be like oh my gosh like I should have I should have owned a house by now like why haven't you and I'm like oh my god like who cares but I genuinely I definitely think like especially in our generation like it's very pushing us that we should own property and we should have all this thing and I'm like maybe I want to rent for the rest of my life um something that I also really love that you mentioned is perseverance and this idea of of not settling so anytime that you've felt uncertain knowing to have the perseverance that things are gonna fall into place I guess but I think when I came back from New York and I did not have like a job instantly I was stressed like and it took me like I think I it was like maybe well I came back in March and I started I got my job as a showroom manager in December so like I was temping across those months and interviewing and it was horrible like once I got like I hated temping like it just it just I didn't enjoy it like I want to get into a role and I was like by the time I got into it I was out and it was also such random companies like I remember there was one place I tempt for and they literally were like due to like GDPR or like NDAs being signed I couldn't actually do anything so all I was doing was making cups of tea and what and I was like you know what great I'm kind of just sitting around doing nothing for some money but I was also just like I just feel useless yeah it's not very you're just like oh I'm a spare part in an office yeah yeah. and I was kind of like at this point like I'm here for free money but like you're you're just wasting money Mm. I remember sitting around and I was just like I'm just not getting jobs and like I was with recruiters and like I knew I wanted to get into something more creative but obviously I'd spent a year working in private equity so my experience leaned a bit more to like that industry and like even just looking at it like I guess they were just like you've worked somewhere like finance so we're offering you into like these type of roles and it was purely very like admin roles and I was just like oh I was like I just don't want to be stuck like just Mm. doing that like and I was like oh I don't know what to do and I remember once I like interviewed with like this company it was like a PR marketing role but in finance and I was like cool remember going through so many interviews and I was like oh my god I really like the team like literally interviewed with like four different people within a week and I was like oh this is a great sign and then the recruiter was like I think you've got it and I was like yes like obviously yeah and I remember not hearing from it and then she literally called me and she was like they they can't hire for the role anymore and I remember just being like I'm done I was like that is that is soul destroying when you put that much time and attention and it was just and I just kind of felt like I was getting a knockback after knockback after Mm. knockback and I didn't like I was like I don't know what like I was like I don't know what to do and then also because I knew I wanted to move into something more creative I was like I just don't know how to get into it so it was that level of like I'm not getting a job even in the industry I kind of didn't want to work in and I'm also like I don't know how to move into the industry that I want to work in and so that and I remember just feeling I was like I felt like the walls were closing in on me like and also all my a lot of my friends who had come back with from New York had already got jobs they'd either already secured a job before coming back or they've got jobs within like the first few months I remember just being like why aren't I getting one like why like what's going on like I was feeding into my savings like and I was just like oh my god like I, I was like I have to do something and I remember when I saw my friend who I'd actually worked with in retail before so I had her on Facebook and she posted like hi like um looking for volunteers to help out for a press day and I was literally like what I'm doing is applying for jobs YOLO <laughs> I was like I'm just gonna do it and I think that was in like in October and I had like, a really great time like it was just nice to do something and I was like oh my god like I'm I think I was enjoying it because I was getting experience in, in an industry I wanted to know more about and I felt like I was it wasn't that whole thing of like trying to sell myself I was working but selling myself rather than you know in your interview where you're like so I'm this and I'm that and you're like it just got boring and I was like and I felt because I wasn't getting any roles I was I didn't believe in myself because I was like I'm yeah, obviously not selling myself well enough to these people 
so there's a problem with me and I was like how can I believe in myself if people aren't believing it it's such a circular like problem so yeah no completely I've so been there I don't like I I remember him just asking me questions like why do you want to work here and I remember being like I don't know I don't know (laughs) why do you think I'm good for your company like why do you think you'd work you'd be good for the company and I was like and hard working like and I was like you can sell yourself better than that but it just been constant blows since I'd obviously come back that I was just like I can't do this anymore just lacking any confidence in yourself yeah. it's so difficult it is really difficult and I think you know I think it is it like that resilience that you get from from getting those knockbacks it is very very character building and like I do believe that it yeah it helps build character but then the other side of that is is maintaining that level of confidence in yourself and that is so hard when you're constantly getting rejection after rejection after rejection in hindsight I like now I can look back and be like oh my god you've learned so much from that time yeah but when you're in it it's horrible but no I love I love um the fact that you speak about perseverance at because I think it is really important especially our generation and the generation's behind us that things aren't always you're not gonna get everything straight away but it is really character building and if you do strongly believe like I love the fact that you knew exactly what you wanted to do and you weren't you weren't willing to compromise on that and I think that's really important because you know you're you spend most well yeah we spend like 80% of our lives working so we should be working on something that makes us happy and fulfills us and we're not waking up every day like dreading our lives basically so um pursuing that and like not wavering on being like I'm I'm gonna break into this industry whatever it takes I think takes a lot of guts and a lot of patience so massive props to you (laughs) honestly I feel like even like when I came back I was like I know I I knew I want to work in fashion but I was like if something comes up that I really enjoy like I'll take it and I just I think I genuinely like it things fell into place at the right time like it just worked out I don't think I don't necessarily think I did anything amazing I think I was just in the right place at the right time like the fact that princess love you girl posted and was like hey looking looking for someone to help out and I was like I'd been I like I was in the place where I was like do you know what I'm not above working for free and doing an internship because I think sometimes people are like oh I I'm not going to do that. And I was like, no, do you know what? Give it a go. Like, I was like, I'm not losing out on anything. If anything, I have Mm. something to gain. And did I gain? Because I got a job. (laughs) Yeah. Because it was like a month later as well. Like, I remember she called me and she was like, hey, you still looking for a role? Like, we're looking for someone to become a showroom manager. And I was like, yeah. And I actually just got back from another interview in like West London. Where was it? West London? London somewhere and she was like cool um do you want to come for an interview today and it was like two o'clock and she was like yeah can you get here for like four I was like straight back out the door like oh yeah. I was like okay <laughs> like ran to like oh shoot and I remember being like I am so unprepared for this interview oh like, my god that's quite stressful but also you must have so much adrenaline at that point you're just like I'm ready <laughs> and I remember I left and I was like I feel good about it like I felt really good about it and then I, I got told like a few days later and I think I, I started working. Like, I think it was like a week before Christmas. I was like, best Christmas present ever. Yeah. My mum was like, yes. And I was That's like, it felt like a relief as well. Cause I was like, I wasn't like, I didn't feel like I was taking a job just to take a job. Yeah. Like, oh, like I'm interested. I know I'm going to learn because it's an industry I want to be in. So I'll push myself. And I literally, I think I worked like a week and then, then they broke up for Christmas and I was like wow what a week <laughs> what a whirlwind yeah wow. I was back in the new year like hi everybody <laughs> that's amazing but I I love that I love like just being open to opportunities I'm I well I try as much as I can to be like that to just think like this small conversation might you know if I might just be like oh fob it off but actually you have no idea where that interaction is going to take you in like a few months or a few years or like I just have like I I can probably say now and attribute a lot of my professional life and experiences to chance but actually it's because I've given a lot of time 
to yeah. people in interactions because I was just like oh you know you, you never know where these things are going to take you and I've managed to get you know same as you like a friend has referred me for a job here and a friend's referred me there yeah. just because I've had these what I thought were chance encounters but you, do you know what I mean so it's I think just like being open to experiences and conversations and all of that kind of stuff you have no idea where that could eventually take you I think is a really I feel like give, take away. I was very much like at the point like I was like you're just gonna start saying yes <laughs> I'll say no sometimes but I'm like do you know what maybe like this is the thing like it's chance of like it is chance but it's also like chance you've worked towards. exactly exactly like, I never want to say like oh I didn't work hard like no we like you work hard but it also just falls into place at the right time Completely. it's like fate but not fate you know <laughs> it's like it's like it was the right time because you'd made the right choices exactly as well. exactly you can't just like sit on your ass and then it still expects like yeah <laughs> a dvs yeah. to be like monet come work for me but it's like of course you putting the right time and energy into the right things is going to lead you mm-hmm. eventually to to something so that's great um i also just really quickly wanted to talk about your role models i really like i love role models i love this because everyone has the same answer but i just still love it anyway so your role model was your mom i love my mom <laughs> yeah my mom is such a hard-working person like i definitely think i learned a lot of my, like most of my work ethic from my mom like my mom is hardworking like she'll probably text me and be like yeah I'm still at work like and not that that like working late means that you're just hardworking but like my mom is hardworking like she has such a good like like work ethic and just like life ethic that makes sense yeah definitely she is inspirational and she'll probably like cry when she listens so she's like oh my god you said that about me she's always like you're such a daddy's girl you only say nice things about your dad and I'm like no you're such a role model but yeah I also just think I have a lot of inspirational women in my family like I spent like my dad's side my dad's got like my dad's got two sisters and they're such like strong strong strong-minded strong women and like so is my mum like I think it's just it's so nice to see also your (laughs) other one was uh was Lizzo who also gives us life but in a different way (laughs) I fucking love Lizzo like I love Lizzo queen like I just think, again, being plus size, I think it's sometimes hard to get really great plus size representation, mm. especially in like, again, as you said, like we grew up like where like you were told the perfect body is this. And I think Lizzo is just so unapologetically like her and she just has no qualms about it. Like, yeah, she doesn't say like, oh, I'm big but you've got to lose weight. She's just like, I'm me and I'm me. Like I remember growing, like looking on social media when I was in like secondary school and seeing like other like bigger girls who I would follow and they'd be like, I'm doing this workout, blah, blah, blah. And like, and I was like, oh my God, like I must be doing this. And I think it's nice to see someone who is bigger, not push that you have to lose weight. Mm, mm -hmm. And I, I think that's what I like. Like, she's just like, this is me, live a healthy lifestyle. And she's just fabulous. Like she always yeah. looks good. She's amazing. <laughs> and she's just, she's very open, but obviously not too open because she has to have her privacy. She really debunks the idea of um, plus size people being lazy, which yeah. I love. That, I like, think that's what I was trying to say. <laughs> yeah. 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 Like she, yeah. Like, I feel like she, she, she'll be, you know, she'll have a, a video of her, kind of work like working out but being like I'm working out to get this body I'm not working out do you know what I mean or like she's like I'm yeah I'm not I'm not looking to change my body but I'm still you know fit and healthy and all of this stuff instead of this horrible like rhetoric that we've had in the past it's like plus size people are super lazy and they don't do this which is so like horrible basically she's I feel like she's a very positive light in the plus size fashion realm for me obviously I'm not speaking for like the plus size community as a whole but like for me I just think she's a very positive light that just puts a different view on a plus size woman like and I think it was it's so nice to see that because 
I was so self, I, well, I still am, like, I was very, I'm very self-conscious about my body, but seeing that and being like, okay, like, girl, you look good no matter what size you mm. are, like, it's just so nice to, like, see and hear, and, like, I think she's also pushed the rhetoric that she is more than her size, because I think, especially with plus-size celebrities, that, like, people like to give them this, like, oh, plus size, this, 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 and, like, that is all that there is to them, and then they lose this weight, and then they're, like, they're like everyone's like oh my god this this is like they look great and then you're like oh my god like all that's the focus is their size but she has made sure and I guess she's she's pushed the rhetoric that like you can be healthy and plus size but also that like she is more than her size I don't know if mm. I'm talking no 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 I totally I get what you're saying well but no, 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 I completely get that because we've we've seen that with someone like Adele, like the yeah. amount of conversation around that when she lost all of that weight. And it's like, why is no one just talking about her fucking incredible voice? Like there's so much like the idea of, yeah, like people kind of stripping people of their multifacetedness, I guess, is yeah. reductive. And yeah, and even like I'm trying to think of like Jonah Hill and all these like funny plus size actors and it's like oh they lose their funniness now they've lost weight it's like what what that makes they literally makes no sense that whole sentence like it's so dumb (laughs) but I just I think it's just I guess because like I think Lizzo speaks openly about the fact that she's like okay with how she is so like she can remove the concept of that being her narrative I can really really see you and Lizzo being like amazing like an iconic duo there is a world in which it will happen I can see it best friends <laughs> I'm like 1000 percent just gonna send her this like hi just just ping me my application right now <laughs> I think what we could have would be absolutely magical I'm just mm-hmm. just letting you know so as we wrap up the pod it's been so nice um there are two things I always ask my guests the first is um what do you feel the most uncertain about right now? Oh, is it going to be so contradictory to say everything? <laughs> <laughs> like, I know I said that, like, obviously I've come to a place where I'm probably, like, I'm okay with where I am, but I genuinely do think it changes <laughs> from day to day. Like, also, like, we're in the middle of a pandemic. Who knows what's going to happen? And I, I genuinely think we've been, genuinely think we've been thrown for, like, a, like a spin like who knows what's going to happen with the world and it's wild to think that like realistically the life as we knew it probably won't yeah (laughs) that's probably what I feel uncertain about I'm like I don't know how I'm gonna (laughs) like even like things like like I said like shopping like I feel uncertain about going to the shops Mm. like I haven't I don't think I've caught public transport since the pandemic Wow. Okay. Yeah. That's what I feel uncertain about getting on the train. Like it's mad, but like, and I know I'll be fine, but like. Yeah. It's just bizarre. It's new territory, isn't it? I hate, I feel like the buzz phrase of 2020 was like new norm, but it is true. Like we are, it is going to be different. And I feel like we all have to adjust to it. It is going to be really strange. I think we've all been like such hermits for such a long time. The idea of, of going back to being these like big social butterflies. I'm like, can I even hold a conversation? I think I realise that I'm actually quite an introverted extrovert. Like <laughs> I think I am as well, yeah. If I'm comfortable around you, I will be loud, I'll be this. But I'm actually like, oh my God. And it's probably, to be fair, it's probably the circumstance of the last year that's pushed that on us because we've had to reevaluate the way we do things. Like, I was literally on holiday like a week before we went into lockdown. Oh, wow. Yeah, like, I was in Barcelona, living my best life. Oh, my (laughs) God, girl, I love that. And then came back, like, as in, like, last March, and then came back, and it was was such, like, a shock to be, like, what is happening? Yeah, that's crazy. Probably why everyone is the way it is, because we went from, like, normal to completely not normal. Like, there was was no transition (laughs) period for us. There was no, like, you know, moving in process where you're like, oh, I can start to regulate this. It was, like bang bang yeah like, you can't leave the house I remember I was like oh my god I'm at home 24 hours a day me and my mum <laughs> we were like you forget uh, how much you appreciate like leaving <laughs> <laughs> and what do you feel most certain about right now 
is it just certain in the sense that like I don't need to compare myself to anyone is that, is that a good one like a, yeah like as we said like there's this whole pressure to be successful like be in quotations mark quotation marks successful and I'm like compare yourself to you and don't compare yourself or anyone to you Mm, because mm -hmm. I will move at my own pace again like how I got into this industry like people some people get into it at the age of 18 some people start getting to it at the age of like 25 24 however old I was like my pace is my pace and that's how it has to be (laughs) yeah no I totally I I really like that one like kind of being a more kind of self-assured and also confident and certain about the process and the like the path and yeah my process is my process yeah and I might have miss hits I might have misses but like they're all something we learn about right like and I'll learn something new about myself even if it's like oh I just like if I hadn't gone to New York and worked in finance (laughs) I wouldn't have known (laughs) that that wasn't what I wanted to do and I could have worked the side I could have got a job in finance at the age of 29 and being like oh my god I hate it (laughs) do you know what I mean whereas like I know now that that wasn't for me (laughs) yeah and I think that's absolutely okay as well I don't think that anyone should feel bad for acknowledging that a particular career path isn't for you you know like it doesn't discredit other people who are in that field at all it's just that it suits different personality types I think I'm very we're very similar in that sense I I probably mostly my attention span is the reason that I can't do stuff like super corporate because I'm just like yeah. with everything but um yeah like and and as you say you're just like spending spending your time learning that and learning more about yourself and what works and what doesn't work and um no it sounds it's I'm it, like you just seem so like happy and like whole and content in what you're doing right now and it's really nice to see so oh it's been so nice thank you so much for being on here i'm so sorry for my waffling but it was so much fun thank you so so much for this it's been amazing and please come back anytime i feel like you've really reignited my love of the hills again i'm probably gonna start re-binging it for sure oh my god please let please i'll do it too (laughs) this is been the uncertainties and we'll be back very soon thank you so much again Monet goodbye